Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The thing is, I've had to deal with those traumas. Yeah, 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 100%. And the older I get, the more you realise how much trauma you went through. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about this as a parent, like, telling Grace to run. We were actually arrested in Mm -hmm. France. They took my dad away from us. Someone might see where I am today, Mm -hmm. and they don't know where you've come from and what you've endured. Both brands in three years have turned over $61 million. Well, I'm so excited to have my guest on, Chrissy Seller. Chella. No. What I knew, I said, I knew I was gonna say that, and it even says pronounced Chella, like Coachella. You're so I mean that funny. She's Chrissy like, Chella yep. is on today. Friend, online um, creator, influencer, brand owner, like you are killing it out there. I want you to introduce yourself though, because I know you, but maybe people who are watching may not know who you are. Guys, I am Chrissy Chella and <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Um, I'm, my name is Chrissy Chella and I am a founder of two companies. Um, both companies are about empowering women and fitness related. One is a digital fitness app and the other is a e-commerce clothing brand. Um, I'm also a fitness digital content creator as well. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen your journey for the last like two to three years. No, like it's been longer than that really. And I remember having a phone call with you maybe two and a half years ago. You were not as big as you were are today but I know that you had the vision for where you wanted to get to today. And everything you said, I felt like you knew, oh, this is coming. Like it was just there in the back of your head. So how did you kind of get to this um, journey of things exploding in the way that they have? And how did you like believe that this was possible? I think, so when we spoke, I had already had um, a really strong community. So Mm -hmm. I I nurtured the community that I had for... quite a long time. It had been five years. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'd never really had the companies I have today. Mm-hmm. So this has kind of all happened in the space of like two and a half years, really with Evolve You, the fitness app, and also Honor Active, the clothing brand. So the first five years of my career was genuinely nurturing the community I have. And I felt like I had a really big responsibility in the fitness industry to be a pillar for women. Yeah. Because when I started fitness, it was always like bodybuilding, chiseled abs. And I was like, I kind of want an ass. Mm-hmm. I kind of want curves. I kind of want to feel strong. Like I don't, I don't want to deprive myself, restrict myself. So I, at the time was working with other brands yeah. and I just knew in my heart, like I know that I can create something super special to make women feel extraordinary in every type of way. I just knew it, like nothing, yeah. it, nothing, absolutely nothing in my heart tell, told me I couldn't do anything I put my mind to. Yeah. And what was interesting is when you started, you had, you know, gone to university, you were studying as a lawyer. Take me back a little bit, like just to your actual journey, because I, I want to actually go back even prior to that, because I know you've got 
the immigrant story yeah. that I feel like there's something special about the immigrant story, which Thank I you. always advocate for. So like, tell me a bit more. So I, when I was about six years old, five to six years old, my mom, my dad and my brother and myself, we left Albania and in a little boat, a little motorboat. From Actually on, like, on the boat. On the boat, you fresh know. Off, like, off the boat, fresh right? off the boat. Fresh off the boat. In the little boat, uh, we, we crossed the border illegally um, to Greece. And then my dad has to like hike up mountains. We had to hike up mountains. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we went into, we was in the back of a lorry. So from Greece all the way to Belgium. Yeah. We was in the back of a lorry for days and days and days. Mm-hmm. Somehow I still remember that lorry just because it was so cold. Yeah. Um, and my mom and dad did everything they could to get us to where we are today. We ended up being homeless for a couple of days uh, because we got caught in the lorry. Was that like in the crossing between like Belgium and the UK? Yes. Right. So we got caught. Um I believe the lorry driver was like, something's going on back there. Mm -hmm. What is going on back then? It happened to be a banana lorry. So there's so many bananas. So at least we didn't go hungry, but we were cold. (laughs) We were in the back of the lorry eating the bananas. And you know what? Like this, you can laugh and I can laugh. This is very much not cute. This is traumatic. It's not cute. But it's really crazy how mad things can happen to you, especially as an immigrant. So my dad was deported and Ah. the police came to the house when I was about five or six. See, that's traumatic. They they took him. And I and like when people tell me when I actually I forgot to talk about this for a long time. I was like, yeah, my dad was deported. And I would laugh about it, but realizing that's actually like childhood. Trauma that actually shapes who you end up becoming. Yeah, because that's why you're here. That's probably why. Because I was, I'm so scared of loss because I've had something same, ripped same. away from me in such a traumatic yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I was in the back of the lorry eating bananas. So what people can you do? You're gonna laugh or cry? Like, what am I gonna do now? You know, boy. Like the yeah. thing is, I've had to deal with those traumas. Yeah, 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 hundred so, percent. And the older I get, the more, like you've just said mm-hmm. now, the more you realize how much trauma you went through because mm-hmm. you, you don't realize it until you've surpassed it and you're in a completely different position than when you were when I was that six-year-old vulnerable little girl yeah you know um so yeah we got caught in the lorry I remember my mom and dad just being like run whatever you do don't look back run it was like so that's what I mean I'm smiling about it now I'm but smiling was- and I'm crying <laughs> and I'm thinking about this as a parent like yeah. telling grace to run yeah like that is like the fear that they might, fear and confidence they must have had in you that you lot are going to follow because you guys, you're all under pressure together yeah, yeah, yeah. and then actually being able to do it and to get out. That is like, just deep that for just a minute because like imagine, that is insane. God forbid that ever happened, but imagine that happened now. You could never, you could, what, what, what do you do? Yeah. What scares me the most is that this it still happens now. Yeah. Like there are people actually still trying to, I don't want to get political, but there are people yeah. who are still trying to come over on boat. It's insane. So sorry, you ended up settling, coming to school here. So we ended up coming, we were actually arrested in mm-hmm. France. They, funny enough, they took my dad away from us. Right. Yeah, so they took my dad away from us. My mom, myself, my brother, because my brother was so young, um, and I was so young, they were like, oh, this family's like an innocent family, let them in. Mm-hmm. So then my dad followed through afterwards. And I'll never forget being in the home office in mm. the UK when they let us through. 
Um, and my dad was like, do not say a word. Do not smile. You do everything they say or they won't let us in and they'll take you back. And I was so scared, oh like God. shaking. Mm. And there's a picture of me, the first picture I ever took in the UK where I'm just smiling at the camera looking up because wow. I was so excited to be in this new country. Mm-hmm. So then they took us to, um, they have facilities where they they house asylum seekers in the UK. So we were there with all these different families from Poland, Ukraine, like everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It was all this networking. At the time we were staying in like these areas and someone grasped my parents up for leaving us on our own. Yeah. And so we got taken. My, my brother and me got taken and put into social services. Services, yeah. And I was like, scream, like, leave me alone. Give me my ba-. my mum back in Albanian because I didn't speak English, oh, right? Goodness. So yeah. at this point, I don't know what these English folks are saying. I'm like, oh, give God. me back my parents. Oh, gosh. So for like six months, I was with some random English Six months? Family. That's a really long time. Yeah, they wouldn't give us back. Yo. You know, I hate these stories. Like, I, I'm I traumatized. Listen, if I, I was going to bring up another trauma story, but I'm like, is this is, do we want to talk about this? Do we need to like relate? Do you to, know oh, what? Gosh. I think it's important. You know why I think it's important? Because I feel like you see yourself or someone might see where I am today mm-hmm. and they don't know, they where, don't you, know. where you've come from they don't and know. Yeah. what you've endured. And, you know, it. you want to you wanna talk about what shaped me. That's what shaped me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, in a way, what I always look at whenever I say, I can't do this today. I actually, I can't be bothered. I think back and I think I'm not going back. Like I have come so far. I know I can achieve everything I want to achieve. I know I can do everything I want to do because I overcame that. Yeah. So I think it's good to tell people. It's good, but no, it is good. And I think it's, um, unbelievable sometimes but I I know this story for so many different immigrants who have faced this and like even the same one like my mum was arrested and put into a police station but she'd left me and my three and um six year old my my sister was four and I was six and she'd left us at home because she would like work on the trains at night okay so there and my dad had been deported already and she had to work and she like begged and cried to a police officer who then let her come home to her children. But they were going to take her away that night and deport her. And I remember her telling me the story and being like, well, it happens. Like she was literally so like, <laughs> it, it, this yeah, is just yeah, how what it's like. And I think so many people go through these kind of situations, but it actually ends up shaping them, especially the women. So like this may be why you are quite strong yeah, as alpha. a female. Especially after seeing what happened with your dad and your dad was arrested mm-hmm. and then I saw what happened with my dad and my dad was taken away. Yeah, so it's yeah. almost like, oh, even I can't, the men can't even save yeah, me, so I can almost yeah. save myself. Facts. So these are very much framing things that happen, but there's pros and cons, but mm-hmm. we are where we are. Anyway, moving on, how did you end up kind of building your online community? Like, what was the moment that you're like, okay, I'm going to start this and then actually think about monetizing that? Or was that something you weren't even thinking about? At the time, I wasn't thinking about it, honestly. Like, I was at university studying for my law degree and I had just like kind of got into fitness. For myself, I'd got cheated on at the time from this guy I was like so in love with. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to marry him. Love my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I was like... Relax, honey. How did you find out he cheated on you? 
Uh, you know when you know your gut is like, I knew something was shady and wrong. I was like, you're taking ages to reply to me. You're out all the time. Where are you? Like, oh no, were you that girl? I wasn't that girl. He made I'll me that girl. Him, like, he made. Day. Do you know what it is? Oh, I'm not that girl. You make me that girl. Okay. Like I feel like this is where women are not like that. But when you're doing some weird stuff, we become like that because yeah. it's like you're making me like that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this in the mic episode about giving a, a girl access to your phone. So I have full access to his phone, but so I won't, I don't have any of those thoughts or feelings, but I can imagine girls going crazy when they don't have access. But usually it's because someone's trying to do something dodgy. That's what give I'm me saying. Access. Like, why are you scared? If you're innocent, give me access. Why are you scared? That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> why agree. are you scared? But, yeah. but it's just, no, I like, I have access to everything and so does Brett. Like, it's not even a big deal, but. It's not, it's, not it's not a big deal. Like, what, what, yeah. what, what, what do you mean? Like, if you're being all weird next to me, we, we need to talk about that. Exactly. That's some booky. Like, sorry. But yeah, so at the time I got cheated on. So then I honestly went to the gym because I didn't feel like I was good enough. Because I was like, if I can get cheated on, I'm, there's clearly something wrong with me. Like, is it the way I look? Is it the way I am? Is it the way I speak? Is it who I am? I didn't like myself. Like, mm. I, was, I had a lot of self-hate. So I went into the gym. I started working out. It wasn't easy. I, I signed up, didn't go. Sign, like signed up, didn't go. It was one of those things. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go do this. At the time, I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff and family stuff, and it was quite traumatic. And um, the gym was my escape. It was my safe haven. Mm -hmm. Still is till this yeah. day. And I just started recording myself. I thought I looked cute. And it was the first time I, I felt like I looked cute. good yeah. in a long time. And yeah. I was like, I, I feel like I look good. And I recorded it and I just posted it on, on my personal account. I didn't think much of it. If anything, thinking back now, I think I record, I posted it because I may have wanted like his attention back. Right. Honestly, when I think about it, because wow. I never used to post anything really. Um, or I'd post like cute little outfit pics, but yeah, yeah. never fitness. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I got in this habit of like posting my journey for myself. That's why it was never an intention. Seven, eight years ago, no one was making money. No one. Yeah. Sorry, but they weren't making the kind of money they're making today. Yeah. And it was honest and it was organic and it was with every pure intent to just keep myself accountable for myself. And then this community started building women from America, women from Europe, Germany, this, that, that everywhere. And I was just like, wow, like these women feel the way I'm feeling. And I was super honest in my captions, mm -hmm. always have been, to be honest. Yeah. And we grew, we grew a big community. We grew to about a hundred thousand. And then I started working with Women's Best. Yeah. Uh, they poached me at the time and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can stop waitressing now. Yeah, wow. Like, so you were waitressing and still yeah. like, making content. Yeah, and, and Studying still yeah. as well. Fab, yeah. okay. So I was studying full-time to get my law degree. I was waitressing 30 hours a week. I needed money. I didn't have any money. Yeah. And I was coached then by Women's Best at the time. I learned so much. I got to explore so much. I got to widen my community, widen my reach. And it, it was an absolute blessing. I still work with Women's Best now yeah. um, as their um, global ambassador. So, you know, I've worked with them now for six years. Yeah. So let's talk about that because 
you know, let's just talk about the industry in general as a creator, also founder that, you know, I work with loads of different brands. That's kind of my business model. It's Mm -hmm. like, who in beauty do I want to work with? I need to try loads of different products because that's what the audience want. I know that you really focus on like honing in to working with just one brand and Women's Best has been your key partner. What helped you make that decision? I honestly, like at the time, so many people were doing so many brand deals. Mm -hmm. When I was strictly 100% content creator, like fitness content creator, and I was being paid by other brands to be a content creator. And at the time I started my coaching company, which is now Evolve You. Mm -hmm. So it was PDFs. So people yeah. would download PDFs, they would buy PDFs, they'd get a link, download the links, have yeah. like, you know, I had my PT qualification um, so I could do it, you know, online. And so I had three streams of revenue. Yeah. That's what I had. Mm-hmm. So at the time I sat my then partner, who is still my business partner for yeah. Evolve You, and I sat him down, I said, we are not going to saturate my image. I am not going to be a sellout. I am I am in this for the long run, even if we make less money now. I've never been money hungry to be like, like, what's the biggest brand deal I can get? I know that I could have probably made more personal money mm-hmm. sat here right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't really care about it. I am more mission-led. Like, I know I've got a bigger purpose that yeah. we go into. Um, And I know there's like a lot more coming. I want to make a real like global change with what I want to do in the future. Yeah. And if I just purely focused on money, I don't think I would be able to do it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I just think it's it's quite difficult, I think, in the influencer space. I think the fitness space is a little bit different because there aren't as many opportunities and actually your community follow you for for what you can teach them versus True. what you can show them. It's a different ball game. Like, whereas in our industry, it's like, show us something new, show it's us different. something new. Yeah. It's like a beast you have to keep feeding until you're like... You, you need multiple it. brand deals because yeah. not from a money standpoint, that's that's certainly not what I mean, but I mean because you need to also stay relevant with the trends. Yes. And yeah. you need to be offering that. You need yeah. to be offering your perspective on what this trend is, what this new foundation is, what your what your perspective is, because people invest in you because of your opinion. They Basically. trust your opinion yeah. as a creator. They trust your opinion as an individual and they invest in that opinion, you know? They do, yeah. Whereas with me, they invest in the trust of education. Mm-hmm. And what value they're taking from the YouTube videos I post out, the workout videos, you know, that's why even now, even though content creating is actually 10% of my time now, it's it's, it's very small. Oh, It's tiny now. Sh- share with me your day. Let, <laughs> let me hear about your day because I need to hear how you balance um, the two companies and still showing up online because you do show up on the line yes, online a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Whereas my, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, I can't show up online I'm tired. all the time. I'm tired. Right, break, the, like, break the day down to me. <laughs> uh, so 5.30, 6am wake up call. Um, wake up literally 30 minutes at home into the gym no later than seven o'clock. Um, an hour and a half session. Hour and a half. An hour and a half. That's a long session. I know, but you know, the more the more you train, the harder it is to mm. see progress. Right. So you have to intensify your workouts and you've got to push a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to get like, 
Yeah, it's uh, it about 30 minutes right now. But so. that's the thing. If you've been doing for eight years, yeah. your body adapts really quickly. So right. you've got to change and elevate. So an hour and a half in the gym, um, shower, get ready. I'm in the office by 9.45, 10. First meeting is at 10. So back-to-back meetings. Um, when I say back-to-back, I mean like Terry, my PA, is literally like, you got five minutes to your next call five minutes to your next meeting. So it'll be like 30 minute meetings. I, in one day I could go up to about nine to 10 meetings in one day. Ugh, me, sometimes are meetings overrated though? They like, are. Does, can it just be a text? Can it be a voice note? A, like, vo- a little voice note, like <laughs> back to back. No, do you, do you know I what it is? It's, it's true. So that's why I concise my meetings Monday to Wednesday. Okay. So Monday like to that. Wednesday is the only time you'll get me for meetings. Got it. Friday's my free creative thinking day. So on Friday afternoon, do not talk to me. Yeah. Like, do not message me. Do not talk to me. I don't care how blunt that is. I don't care if you need me. If the house is on fire, you should have dealt with it. Well. You know what I mean? This is really powerful though. Sorry, I need my time. You have control of your time. Yeah, I need my time. boundaries. I have to have boundaries. I had to put those boundaries in place. And um, Monday to Wednesday, that's what it's like. Back to back to back to back. I finish at around about seven. Okay. And then if I have a nail appointment, it's at 8.30 in my house. A na- yeah, <laughs> nail appointment at home. This is the levels now. They have to come to you. Do you get your hair done at home as well? It, it, no, hair I have to go, but I do on weekends. So all my appointments are weekends. Okay. Do you have weekends off still? No. No. What's your weekend saying? Um, my weekends are my content days. Okay. So um, I have a really understanding partner mm-hmm. who understands the vision and, and he supports it. So on Saturdays, I'm content creating, like I'm making about four to five videos on a Saturday. Yeah, I, I need Michael to hear this. <laughs> no, he's actually very supportive. But again, I have a family as well. That's so then balancing yeah. having children and being present and yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot game. going on yeah, in that yeah. I've recognized that I have to kind of like I've I needed to get a dog walker now. I love my dog so oh, much, really? but like at the same time, I I take my dog to me with me maybe twice in the office, mm-hmm. but then two of those days out of the week, she's with a dog walker because I can't keep up with it. Yeah. I Do can't. you feel like you have had to sacrifice an element of like youth and fun to build what you're building? Massively, yeah. And, and how do you feel about that? I'm fine with it. I think... I'm so blessed to be even sat on this chair talking about these things with you mm-hmm. that I just think I wouldn't have it any other way. I have fun. Yeah, like I don't need to have fun all the time in the sense of, and fun is different for for different people. Like yeah. fun can be going out drinking, getting mashed up, right? Yeah, but that's that's not fun to people like, like yeah, grandma's like, <laughs> it is not fun. I have to wake up early in the morning. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Fun to me is that at times. Like, don't get me wrong. I was at yeah. Magic Mike the other week, you know? Oh, like, fabulous. we're having a good time. Yeah. Um, we're doing shots, having a good time. We're dancing on bars in Mykonos. It is like, I have my moments. But fun to me is building product. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Being with my team. Like when, when you all look at each other around the room and you're like, we've just created something incredible for our community. That's, that, that's like, I get goosebumps even thinking about it because I believe in it so much. So, Fun is uh, completely subjective to 
the individual, I think. What I love about you is that you're not afraid to talk about like the numbers. And I really appreciate that transparency. When it comes to both brands, like what do the numbers look like and how much have you turned over and how have you managed that? So both brands in two and a half, three years have turned over $61 million. Wow. Um, so Honor in itself in 24 months made 32. 24 months. I cannot, can't imagine you thinking that that was where the never. brand was going to go. Absolutely never. And that's, I think, look, when I launched Honor with my co-founders, I never sat there and I went, yeah, we're going to, we're going to blow up. We're going to, I launched one legging. One legging like only. One legging, hoping for the best. That legging had so many disasters. Like, really? Yeah, because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm learning the job. I didn't have the right team. You know, I have the most incredible team now and I never anticipated the level of growth ever. And we didn't plan for that level of growth. Hence why we were always out of stock, always out of stock. And people would build so much frustration. I don't blame them because they just want to look good in, in the legging, right? Yeah. And then we never had the stock. So now we're at a much better position where we're forecasting way in advance. And we have, you know, more sizes in stock and we have better color ranges and more variety. But I never in a million years anticipated to create a brand that's, you know, in revenue made 32 million mm. in 24 months. That's Never. insane. How many units have you guys turned over then? Uh, nearly 1 million. When it came to the business side, did you have any idea of like what this manufacturing process and brand ownership process would look like? You kind of were like, I want to create something. I want to create something nice. And Literally, let's roll. I, Shusha, like I can't stress enough to you. Everything I've learned, I've learned in the past 10 months. Mm-hmm. I was clueless. Wow. Like, I was like, yeah, just going to make nice legging, nice bra. I didn't know a thing about stitching. I didn't know anything. All I knew is my love and my passion is fitness. Mm-hmm. And I want to make my own clothing to make me feel good in the gym. Yeah, That's all I knew. That was always what I wanted to do, Right. And I knew that I wanted to make really empowering clothing for women in the gym. So they lifted better. They moved better. That's always what I've wanted to do. But I never knew the logistics side of it, the manufacture side of it, the fact that if you add less silicone wash or more silicone wash, what could happen to a garment, how many stitches there should be in something. Now you ask me a question. You know. I know. Mm -hmm. And I will be like, the change in that legging is because of this and this and this and this. So when I speak to suppliers and when I speak to my team, we're having a two-way conversation. Yeah. Not a one-way conversation where I'm sitting there nodding along, not knowing a clue, but I had to do the work. Did you have to get some expertise? Like, did you get in a consultant or someone to help you and advise you through? So, you know, a supplier is going to, you know, just give you what you want in a way, but didn't you, did you need any additional knowledge? The best thing I ever did was I sat my co-founders down and I said to them, cause at time I, it was a really, it was a really strange dynamic because I, the co-founders of 
Honor Active are the co-founders of Women's Best. Yeah. So I own majority of Honor Active. And the reason I co-founded the company Honor with them was because they had their logistics already set up. Uh, they had web and e-commerce and Shopify already set up, but they didn't have the creative direction. They yeah. didn't have obviously like um, the knowledge of what garments um my specific audience wanted my community because no one knows my community more than me right so we split the roles and we said you know you will handle what you're great at and that's logistics and e-commerce you're great at that Mm -hmm. they're amazing at it they know what they're doing they're phenomenal at at it I know what I'm good at and that is art direction creative direction product I know I'm good at understanding women producing things that women want yeah so we have that understanding now. Yeah. But we didn't have that understanding at the right. beginning. Okay. Do you believe in the rule of like 80% good is good enough? Uh, why? <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. Like if someone can do it 80% as well as you, then you have to accept that. If you want to scale. No. All in. Sorry, but no. That's not my motto. I just feel like if you hire great, there's a hundred percent. If you hire great people mm-hmm. and at Honor and Evolve you, we have great people. Yeah. Like the team cares, Patricia. Like they love the brand. They love the community. They care so much. Yeah. That to me, why would I accept 80 when I have a hundred? Well, it's yeah. like being in a relationship and it's like, He's buying me flat if you, this is what you want. He's buying me flowers every week. He's cooking. He's he's taking me out. He's making me feel good. He's making me feel like at ease. Why am I going to accept anything else if that relationship doesn't work? So nothing less than 110%. But it's because I want to give them 110 yeah. as well. You know, like, so, you know, when you were saying, are oh, you upkeep content? Yes, because that content always also continues to bring in the sales that content also continues to expand the reach of the community and expand yeah. the reach of the product imagine I turn around and went don't feel like doing it anymore don't feel like coming on, on set actually don't really want to be on those meetings anymore yeah I can that's imagine things fair. changing that's yeah. not fair I've got to give you a hundred you've got to give me a hundred yeah that's the only way we'll build the best brand yeah makes a lot of sense I know now you're really you're really a founder. Your hat of founder is on. But I know that you wanted to kind of be a different type of founder. What did that look like to you, especially as like a woman in the fitness industry? Like what was a model for you and even for going forward? You know, I'm going to be so like honest with you and transparent. Like I struggle a lot with it. Like I find it really hard to to be in the position I am at times because sometimes I'm like, is my assertiveness coming across as aggression? Is my, like, honestly, and it's like, is my bluntness coming across as rudeness? Is my no coming across as aggressive? Like, I don't know what the boundaries are because my family are two immigrant parents who was a checkout girl and a lorry driver. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. My parents haven't had scrap. You know, my my dad had a big gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, like we didn't have money. Like I don't come from money. I don't come from old money. I don't come from old, old like 
habits and, and privilege. Yeah. I'm privileged because I'm in the UK and I have a system that other people don't have. Yeah. But I'm not privileged from the background mm-hmm. that I have in the sense of money and wealth. And, you know, I, I, I have to get so like media training and I have to like know how to even eat right at a table. Yeah. You know, I've had to be taught these things properly yeah. when I go for a PR dinner and stuff like that because I don't want to say and do the wrong thing. Yeah. But with that being said, even in the office, I don't want to say and do the wrong thing because then it's like, also another thing is what me and you have to also think about is you also have a platform. So if you say and do the wrong thing, even if it's not said and done the wrong thing, what could happen? Yeah. So, and I've dealt with that a lot. And I want to go back to that abrasiveness thing. If you feel like sometimes you come across as too abrasive, but I think a lot of men would never have to have that thought about themselves. Yeah. And like, if you are a woman who's not the most, it sounds so crazy to say this, but the most feminine or the most. I'm like, not, I'm not feminine. Like, like I'm very like alpha. So yeah, I, yeah. I'll be the first to admit that to you. And I feel exactly the same. I think there's sometimes like, when I feel like I'm coming across as just too masculine yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that like, I in my, no, I don't want to say, I don't even want to say this. Just say it, can say it, But sometimes in my head, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, in my head, I'm a bit too manly. Yeah, and yeah. Like, but then I also like that. But I think that there's, there's something about that quote unquote masculine energy. Yeah, yeah. Which may not actually be masculine energy. I think all of us may have this spectrum of energy in us. We just need to tap into it. Might be a secret to success. And one of the, the key factors of people who are successful in business, whatever, is like disagreeability. Like people who are super agreeable would never get like really far mm-hmm. ahead. So fundamentally, like these are the traits that have actually brought you to where you are. Yeah. And is there an aspect of like leaning into this, but because you are a woman, you still fight yourself for being that way, which yeah. is kind of crazy. I'm always like, I don't know if you find this, but if you ever say something to your team and then you're like, should I have said that in a different way? Or should I have said that in a softer way? And then I'm like, I don't have time. Like... <laughs> I don't have time like, to be nice. Wait, no, no, that's not what I said. No, no. You don't twist no, my words. No, no, but I agree. I have, you always have time, time to, to be, be nice. nice. I think everyone always has, like, if if you're listening to this and you want to be a founder or whatever you, you know, if you want to be a business owner, a leader, you always have time to be respectful and you always have time to be yes. empathetic. Yes, Like, course. that's a fact, right? Yeah. When I mean time, I mean I need to say something now so we action it now. Yeah. I can't be around the bush. Yeah. I can't be like explaining every single de- decision I make. Just yes is a yes, no is a no. That's yeah. basically what I mean. So if you ask me a question, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Let's just action it and then I can explain it to you later on. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, time is of the essence, especially when you're working with product and yeah. especially when you're working in, in, a, in coding and digital product yeah. and a fitness app. Yeah. Because when that app goes down and someone is in a workout and their workout screen goes blank, I need to make an executive decision of what we do next. Yeah. Do we do a formal apology? Do we offer free workouts? Do we give them their money back? Like I need to make that decision mm-hmm. so it can I can protect the company in the bigger yeah. picture. But I think every single leader needs to be respectful, empathetic, and they need to be nice. If you are rude yeah. and if you are nasty, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be in the position you're in. Yeah. That's that makes fact. a lot of sense. 
It makes a lot of sense. And I think nice is definitely a, spe- a spectrum yeah. because, again, respectful could be seen as nice, even if the tone isn't, you know, by the way, re- like lots yeah, of extra yeah, fluffy words around it. Direct sometimes may not be considered nice, nice. but it, it may be depending on who you're talking yeah. to. So you have um, Evolve You mm-hmm. and you have Honor, um, Active. Honor Active. And where do you see things going like over the long term and what's the impact you want to have? So for me, one of my biggest dreams has always been to, you know, when I pass one day, I want to be known to have made a true impact. Like, yes, it's great making leggings that make women feel confident. It's great offering workouts online and whatever, but like a true, true impact that's so engraved and it's like a big global impact. So one of the things that we really want to do is I'm working right now on something really important and dear, near and dear to my heart where 1% of all sales will go towards. Um, don't want to talk about it too much because yeah, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. jinx it. Um, but 1% of sales will go towards this organization and it will truly impact a lot of young people's lives. Because one day when I have children or they're, they're at a certain age, I want them to understand what a privilege it is to move their body mm-hmm. and for it to just be the norm. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, especially in UK schools, we don't value health and health education and moving our bodies the way they do in the in the US schools. Uh, do you know, I want to talk about that actually just to touch, but especially because I think it depends on the kind of school you go to. Yes. So, And if you can afford it. And so my daughter's at private school yeah. and they it's like sports three times a week. There's tennis after school. There's this, that there's swimming, there's swimming club. There's this. And I was like, you are doing a lot of physical Did you activity. do that when you were? I did zero. zero same. Z- I had PE once You a did week. rounders. That was it. Yeah. And now I'm like, I, my brain is still struggling. Like, why do they need to do so much activity? And now I'm like, it's good for them. It's so really good. good. But I realized I just didn't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Tennis club, um, all this other stuff. And I think it's crazy. But this is why kids who have more resources are probably flourishing more because of that physical aspect. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to be, you know, looked at a lot. A lot. And I think that also we have to look at the facts. So the number one killer in the US is people being overweight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Scientifically overweight. Right. So, and that is because of poverty, lack of education, the food, and not knowing how to move your body, resources, especially in like underdeveloped areas. And it's so unfortunate and also so unfair. Yeah. And it's so difficult, especially if you are in a family where it's not the norm to move your body. That's what you're not going to know to move your body. So for me, you have to, in in order to make a big impact, you've got to tackle it from the start. Yeah. And you've got to tackle it from young. Teenagers are highly impressionable, right? And it's actually shown and suggested that people should be strength training at the age of, from the age of 15 to 16. So to me, that's ringing alarm bells because to me, strength training is the thing I'm most passionate about. Mm -hmm. That is what I want to do for as long as I possibly can. It's what I've built both brands on. Yeah. So if strength training is highly impactful and you should be doing at the age or start doing it at 15 to 16, in my head, I'm thinking, 
Why are we not making a change? Mm -hmm. Why are we not offering young men and young women the facilities to do that? Because especially young men, especially now in in society where there's so much pressure on young men, Mm -hmm. higher suicide rate on men, pressure on men, not just women, men as well. Let's consider men as well. Number one killer of men under the age of 40 is suicide. That's the biggest killer. And it's just like, so why are we not helping them in a 360 way? Mm-hmm. Physically, mentally. Because at the end of the day, if I can put a young man in the gym rather than on the streets fighting, that to me is an impact. I love that. But I think there's always like value in, in information and conversations like this. And there are many women who genuinely care. Like, brothers. Of course I care. Oh, I think this people are question, people. This is the question I wanted to people ask People are people, you. no? Yeah. Like... Of course. Like, if, for me, I, I love helping women. It's what, it's what I do every yeah. single day. But to me, if I if I can build a gym in a school, it, I want to build that everyone. for everyone. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stereotype and be yeah. like it's just only for women. Like 100%. no, everyone should be moving their body. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be honoring their body. You know. I love that. The question I wanted to ask you earlier was: Are you the oldest? No, you're not the oldest. I'm the youngest. Are you the youngest? You're the baby at home. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because you were giving me oldest energy. I had to be the oldest. Why did you have to be the oldest? The reason I give old energy vibes, older energy vibes, is my brother went to prison when I was 17 years old. Okay. And when he went to prison, it was the the worst mm. time of my life. Like nothing even comes close. Really? Like, yeah. to me, like, I can go through anything now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's irrelevant. Because what I endured when I was 17, watching my brother go to prison, my mum try and kill herself because of it, wow. my dad losing his head. That's why I'm saying, like, to me, it's like, there's no there's no option to 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 quit, yeah, to yeah. stop because I know what I went through. I 100%. know what I endured. I know what I saw my mom and dad go through. Like, so. And honestly, yeah. that probably would have framed you so much. And that's why I could sense there's, there's an intensity in your vision, but based on these things that you've had to deal with and, you know, obviously that situation with your brother. So that's why I say for the young men thing. As well. And I think it like it's such a unknown topic that maybe sometimes it looks like there aren't women on men's side sometimes. Yeah. But I think a lot of us and, you know, we have these stories of men in our lives who have not gone down, you know, the right have path. not had the right path. Yeah. Right? And I don't know a woman who doesn't know someone in my circle who's not gone to prison who's not ended up, and again, I'm from South London, so I can say this easily, yeah. not gone to prison, not sold drug, drugs, not not been stabbed, and not been murdered. Like yeah. almost everyone I know has that story of men around them or not committed suicide. All five, I know almost every girl I know has dealt with men in their lives, in their close circles, who are dealing with these yeah. as a matter of fact. And I think that there, it's so powerful for actually, there are women out there who, we care as I we care just fight as much against as well. Men. Like, sorry, yeah. like 
you can be a feminist and not hate yeah. men. Like, 100%. Yeah. Sorry, but no, that's that's not, that's, I don't agree with that because I think that for me, the reason I don't agree with it is because my goal is to help young people in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Whether they are, who who they are, whether whatever their sex is, for me, it's young people. Mm-hmm. It's not just about young women and young men or whatever anyone is. It's if someone needs help, if someone needs the facilities to move their body, I want to be that person who can impact that. Yeah. That that's bottom line. That that's it. And you cannot, you you can't. No one can say anything about that because. It's not even a men, man v women situation. It's a, it's right to yeah. do it. It's it's humanity. And yeah, I, think, that's and I genuinely think that if we were able to work together more as like a species, and I know this is I- idealistic, we could probably get a lot further. 100%. And again, I'm a married woman. I have uncle, um, uncles and brothers, and maybe one day sons. So like, it all matters. And I work with a lot of men, but. I also hire 75% women. All of the women, all of the head of departments and director roles at Honor Active are women. All of them. You know, like, so to me, it's, I want to make a change to change the status quo of women not having the same pay grade as men. And that will never be an issue at Honor or Evolve You. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And that's the way I can make a change. How can I make an impact in my own little world? You can definitely, sorry, you can definitely do that as well. Quick question about failure. Like, I think obviously now you have two brands that are worth multi, multi, multi millions at this point in time. But has anything gone wrong on this journey? And I know that some things have haven't gone well. And I think it's important to talk about the discussions, especially around being, no, I don't want to say scammed, but around bad contracts, bad partners, and also surviving and being able to pick yourself afterwards. Mm-hmm. I've, I think every single founder and every single business owner has gone through their fair share of hardship and pain. And growing a brand isn't certainly not easy, but it's definitely worth it, you know? When I first started Evolve You with my business partner, Jack, you know, we went to a third party and we started the app with a third party and we didn't really have a proper contract in place, which is so silly because I have a law degree in contract. What was I thinking? But at the same time, very good that I checked the contract that was given because mm-hmm. that's when I saw all the things that I saw, which basically in the contract said that I wouldn't own any of the intellectual property, any of the data. I would, I would simply be owning the content. Wow. Now, if you are in the app industry and you do not own your own coding, if you do not own your own intellectual property, please get that checked. That is the value of the brand. From a commercial standpoint, that's the value of the brand. The content is not the value. Wow. So that's why I didn't sign the contract. I was like, absolutely not. I will want to own everything. But you had worked everything. with them though. You had I just working. started working with them. The app was already built. Wow. Yeah, it already launched everything. So whilst at the time it's called Tone and Sculpt. So at the yeah. time Tone and Sculpt was, it'd been a year in. Yeah. I feel like I still, do I still have a version of the app? No, nah, you old can't. Phones? If you do, I need to check your phone. <laughs> oh, 
Let me check. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> you shouldn't. Okay, no, okay, I'll check. So maybe the PDF. Maybe, but yeah. Not maybe, now. yeah. So at the time, it'd already been running and we had like 20,000 subscribers at the time, mm-hmm. right? And behind the scenes, I was like 60 grand in legal fees. Yeah. I like remember trying to this get discussion. this person out of my nest. I was like, how do I get this? Per-? Like, and this person was trying to take everything, like mm-hmm. all the subscribers I'd accumulated from my community, all of the content I had paid for and I'd built. And they were trying to take the whole app. And I was like, have you lost your marbles? Wow. I was like, I'm not backing down. Like, yeah. this is my community. These are the women that I've nurtured. You're not taking them away from me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was like, we can go down the hard way or the easy way. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's no easy way. It's easy for me, hard for you. And um, eventually we won, but we had to transfer the entire app. And during that transfer of the app, we lost a lot of subscribers, yeah. thousands of subscribers because the app wasn't working for months properly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame people. But then how could I explain it? Yeah, very hard. How can I explain it? Like the bottom line is you provi- you're providing a service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end user just wants the service. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, oh, but this happened, but that happened. No, it doesn't work. if I'm paying for it, it needs to work. Yeah. And it wasn't working. Yeah. Of course, apps will inevitably always have glitches. Look at Instagram, look at YouTube, every app in the world will, because of its server, it's coding, something a little error can happen, whatever. But this was a completely dis- a complete disaster. And it did cause a lot of pressure in my relationship at the time with my business partner because I was engaged to Jack. Yeah. Um, it caused a lot of pressure. Pressure that Just we the can stress enjoy. of yeah. the, the time and what was going on yeah. and we even had a discussion, I think, on one episode about working with a partner. And inevitably for you, you it didn't work out. I would never in that do it circumstance. again. Oh, you and your current partner, who are so cute together, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> do you keep all things work and business separate? Yes. Do you ever use him as a sounding board? Like, just want your opinion on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. okay, yeah. I think it's important to to open up to your partner. He knows everything that happens and I know everything about his job. And what I love about my dynamic with him is that I'm the employer, he's the employee okay. at his job because he's yeah. a scientist, right? So yeah. he goes to a lab and, you know, he works for a big, big brand, whereas I'm the employer of my brand. So he gives me a perspective from an employee's term yeah. and I give him a perspective from an employer v- version. Wow. And he really helps me. He really helps me understand if I've been unreasonable or if I've been too reasonable um, or vice versa. I say to him, you're asking for too much actually, or you're not asking for enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really good dynamic. And at the beginning I used to think, oh, I wish she was a little bit more like alpha and a little bit more this and a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're perfect for you. you. I wouldn't change you for anything. Like, no, it's it. You are in your own path and you are, protection and your safety and you make me feel secure and you make me feel calm and that's what you need that's what I want and I need yeah. in my partner I don't want someone who's like a millionaire private jet like both of you guys are yeah. living that life and actually it's I kind don't of think separate. I could do it okay yeah but going back to <laughs> failure what would your advice be for someone who may be thinking about you know partnering with 
a, a partner. Party. And it's also fearful because for me, the, I actually worked with the same company yeah. that, and it didn't go well. And I ended up with the same kind of legal issues, taking the data, blah, 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 owning, wanting to own everything that I did. And I actually just stopped. That's why I actually stopped the break for almost over a yeah. year because I was just like, you know what? We discussed this on pause. the phone. I just, I said pause. And it's taken me quite a while to even build the confidence to actually approach it again. And I'm now I say, no, I'm like, no, no. If it feels like scary, I'm like, no to everything now. Really? But yeah. I've, I don't even want to push. I want to be really cute and like lay back. And like, but do you think it's the stress? Do you think that you, you don't feel like you can do it? What is it that's blocking you? Oh, I know I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it. That's, that's my things that, that was so I know you could do anything. It, like, that's not, that's, I really yeah. believe that anyone, if you decide like you can do it, like, yes. write it down, it can be done. But actually it's whether or not I want to now based on the trauma of actually having to deal with those legal issues and things like that, it really put me off. But what would your advice be to someone who's maybe had a knockback um, in something like this based on partnerships or contracts going bad? I think I used to, I used to view failure as something so negative, like something that was like, ah, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. Like would beat myself up about it. Right. And Mm -hmm. I used to think I was dumb and stupid and just incompetent because I had failed. Yeah. And then I sat back and I said to myself, now imagine a friend came to me with that problem. Would you tell your friend you're incompetent? Would you tell your friend you're stupid, you're dumb? You'd sit your friend down and go, this is the best thing that ever happened to you. Mm -hmm. Because now you know that that will never happen to you again. You will be better prepped. You'll have more knowledge and you will give the best advice when someone calls you and goes, hey, what do I do in this situation? Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm so happy that happened. I'm so happy all of the hardship happened with Evolve You and so much with Honor, probably worse with Honor. We didn't even get into that. And another time. 10,000 times worse with Honor, yeah, oh, the, we'll the failures. And I just think how amazing it is to live in a world where you can pick yourself back up and be better and better and better each time. Yeah, I love that. You can't quit. So we have a quick fire segment it's called time is money um i'm just gonna ask you some questions and i want to hear the answers that are straight off the bat so time is money best investment house worst investment bags depends (laughs) on the bag (laughs) something you spend way too much time on my hair man really (laughs) does it take you a long time (laughs) it's the washing the conditioning the oiling i can't to be fair in, in your Instagram videos, there's one I remember watching. You were going in the gym, and I thought, "Oh, hair is so laid for the gym. The curls were curling, it's the wave much. was waving. It was done. It looked very good, but it's too much." I noticed it first. Thank you. Over the booty, I noticed the hair. That's not a good thing. We got to work on that booty. <laughs> <laughs> the booty still looked good, but Thank the hair looked better. I was okay, like, "Wow." Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay um, what do you want to make more time for? My family. What's your current salary and are you due a pay rise or a pay cut? I don't make a salary from Honor. I haven't for two years taken any money out. Wow. I make a very small salary from Evolve You. Um, It's actually below 4K. Um, A month? Yep. 
<laughs> is this <laughs> are you getting shocked? I'm I shocked. rely on yeah. YouTube money and my sponsorship money with Women's Best. Wow. I don't take profits either. So everything you leave within your business right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's great. What's the most valuable thing you've learned last year? Make as many mistakes as you can. Best, inve- best investment you've made into yourself. Therapy. Therapy is so good. So, so valuable. Good. Something you've cut out of your life which has transformed it. Holding on to too many people. What's the most valuable thing you've ever been given? Advice. What's something you really value that is a non-negotiable for you? Moving my body. You do it every day? Every day. Wow. Some, something every day. That. What's your money motto? Honestly, if you can't buy it twice, don't even buy it. So you could buy two houses? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing that's helped you keep on top of your finances and manage your money? Getting a financial advisor, investing as much money as I can into pensions and my future. Please invest into your pension. Yeah. You are old enough to do it. I'm a pension babe. I love a good pension. pension. And um, a great accountant, not a high street accountant, a great accountant yeah. is a difference. Fabulous. And if your bank account could talk, what would it say right now? Mm, what would it say? It'd be like, you have enough money, invest in a holiday, hon. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A positive self-care bank account. Oh, yeah. Right. I think we can wrap. It's yeah. great to have you on and just hear everything. And thank you for sharing even like personal stories as well. Um, I think there's going to be so many gold nuggets that people are going to find so valuable. So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Venmo mean, I'm joking. <laughs> Cash app. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. It's all the social platforms. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, thank Chrissy. Thank you so much.